Hello, this is Mark, and I wanted to introduce myself and let you know how to reach out to me if you have an interest in coming onto the show. About four years ago, I created the Walnut Grovecast podcast to discuss my love of Little House on the Prairie. Since then, I've had the opportunity to speak with many people involved in the production, and when someone asked me if I would consider creating a podcast about the Waltons, I thought it was a great idea. So here we are. When I was little, my family watched the Waltons, and I don't really remember it. I remember watching it, but I don't remember specifics. Only recently have I decided to do a complete rewatch. I hope you enjoyed the series, and if you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. My email is mark, M-A-R-K, at thewaltonspodcast.com. This is Mark, and you're listening to another episode of the Walton's Podcast. I have on tonight, Marissa Baker. How are you, Marissa? I'm great, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. And we're talking about the Virginian Waltons. Pretty close to me, honestly. Yeah. How far is the B&B from you? The what? Do you know about the B&B? Oh, my God. No, what is that? All right. There's a bed and breakfast that is um, a replica of their house. Wait, wait, you're oh. new to this show just like I am, right? Well, I'm in Tennessee, but yeah, I actually do know what you're talking about now that you say that. I'm about five and a half hours away from that. Well, it's not that bad. I mean, it's a little bit of a drive, but I mean, it's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually hoping to plan a trip there someday. But yeah, they have a bed and breakfast. You can go and you can kind of... Um, it's a replica of the house, not... Not the Earl Hamner Jr. actual house. It's a replica of the um, TV house. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. You know, um, and I'm going so, to have the owners on in a few episodes. I, I reached out oh, to them. Hello. And right now it's kind of their busy season. So we're kind of waiting until that kind of slows down and then they're going to come on here and talk about their exciting time. And they're actually, I believe, selling the house. Oh, so well, that'd be we, interesting. Maybe we can all kind of pull our money together and make <laughs> a little Virginian purchase. The official Walton's podcast <laughs> hangout. Right. It's kind of like um, the John Boy um, podcast room or something like that. <laughs> um, it's like this podcast is recorded in the actual house of the Waltons. But it is. It's like an exact replica. Like everything that they did with the house. Like the exact couch pattern and the artwork. And I think they have John Boy's car out there. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah. So I'm mean, assuming you haven't been there. No, no, no. I'm new to the Waltons. I mean, I'm still really new to the Waltons. Me I'm, too, actually. Yeah. And uh, I thought you were new. And that's why I was wondering, like, all right, that's why you don't know about this bed and breakfast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, cause I'm still watching the series. You're not through yet, are you? No, I'm about halfway through season four. Okay, I'm in season five. So, <clears throat> I'm, and I'm still enjoying it, but I heard, and I don't want anybody emailing me about this to say, like, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about, that season like six, seven, and eight are kind of duds. So oh, no. We'll find out. But then I heard that it wakes up again. 
They probably in kill somebody off, like you know, the last couple seasons. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> no spoilers. You know, well, I don't. I'm the one who gets spoiled. You know, I, I mean, I actually I know a little bit about season four, but I don't even remember it anymore because you know how you watch this stuff. It's like, oh, this is a season finale. That's why it's such a good episode. <laughs> yeah, I've thought that about a couple of them. But, you know, and it's a very controversial opinion that I have, which is that about 20 percent, maybe even 25 percent of these episodes are not amazing. So just putting it out there. I don't love every oh. episode. I would kind of agree with that because there's some of them where I'm just like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> that's It's like the uh, Carrie dream in Little House. I, uh, that's one of the better episodes, actually. But it's not like <laughs> Little House because Little House has maybe five episodes that I would say that people will return to and say, I can't get through that one. Or season nine. <laughs> like uh, Lydia Cucucci is yet to even watch season nine. I'm like, how do you consider yourself a Little House fan? If you're not even, you don't even know, you don't, you don't know anything. If you don't know the last season, <laughs> you know, not, you saw none of it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to see the end to see how it wraps. Exactly. How they blow up the town. I'm sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what we're talking about, like, why are they talking about a little house in the prairie all the time? Because I have a podcast called Walnut Grovecast, and you can listen to that and check that out if you want to hear all about Little House and... Little House will sneak into this conversation from time to time, but that's just life. Um, but this episode, what episode are we talking about tonight, Marissa? Tonight, we're talking about one of my favorites, which is The Love Story, Aww. and it's season one, episode 17. Now, this originally aired, I'd say, a good two or three weeks before my birth, right? <laughs> which is crazy. Um, on January 18th, 1973... And I was born on February 7th, 1973, uh, just like Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> Except I was about to say that. Yeah. Um, and do you want to take a guess, a stab as to what might have been on the radio? What would be like the number one, one of the top songs of the time from the 70s? You have to, I don't know if you're a 70s music fan. Um, Not really. It was pretty far from my birth, so. All right, I'm going to play it. I don't know if you know this song, but. um, You know this song? Mm, not sure. All right, I mean, he kind of says the name of the song in a second, but. Everybody's rolling their eyes at you right now, Marissa. So it's Stevie Wonder, Superstition. Great song. Oh. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing song. Um, but yeah, Stevie Wonder was on the, like a top five song in the period of time. Same week, we had the uh, Poseidon Adventure as like one of the top movies. Hmm. Um, see, when I talk to Susan, Susan's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Because <laughs> Susan's older than me. So it's like, <laughs> but you, you're like. When when were you born? Were you born in this century or last century? <laughs> <laughs> I barely made the last century. I was in 99. 99. Still a 20th century woman. Yep. Yep. You should know. <laughs> you got to know Stevie Wonder's Superstition. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers covered it. So, um, To be honest, I don't know if I've ever heard Stevie Wonder. Really? That's so surprising. 
I yeah. think you might, I mean, I think everybody would enjoy Stevie Wonder up until 1977 when he got into this car accident became, um, I know you're a pretty religious person, but um, mm-hmm. he became um, a born-again Christian. And not that I have any issue with born-again Christian, but his music really steered towards a heavy-handed um, born-again Christian move, um, you know, kind of a heavy-headedness. So um, mm. I'm not really into too much of the music until much later. I might have to look into it then. <laughs> <laughs> you end up liking everything after seventy-seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're 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 Christian, so you you might really enjoy the the message. Not that I have any issue with um, Christian music. As a matter of fact, when I was a kid, I used to one of my favorite metal bands was Striper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Striper? I haven't. Okay, Striper is a born again Christian metal band, right? And um, they would sing like super high up and they wore yellow and black and their name came out of the Bible. And um, I don't know. They used to always like throw Bibles into the audience and stuff like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was a crazy striper. Got to look them up. To, huh, the, I'll, I'll definitely do that. One of their great songs is called To Hell With The Devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, very blunt. <laughs> nobody's out there listening to what I have to say. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the love story. Um, this is about 1935, I mean, maybe 33 in the world of the Waltons. Not really sure. I don't think we have a rule. Have you, have, I mean, he says the date sometimes. He does sometimes. I'm not certain on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was kind of looking at the calendar, kind of assuming that it was 1933. Okay. So 33. My house was already eight years old. The one I'm in right now. Um, what do you think of the cars and stuff like that in the show? Um, I mean, they're definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I do have a bone to pick with John Boy, though. I do not like how he painted that car. Right? Yeah, it oh was my. prettier before. It was really nice, actually. Um, <laughs> but all right, so I I reviewed the car. The car is coming out to the next episode that's coming. And um, I really like this car. I talked about it in the last episode. I'm not going to go on on about it. But I'm kind of in the market to buy one of these cars right now, a Model A. And so I'm learning all about it. But I really love to find a Model AA, which is what the um, what John Senior has, the you know the pickup truck. Uh, oh. They're they're a lot more rare. And so John Boy got a car, but if you look really closely at it, it's not the same car. So the one he drives. Um, Actually, after a few episodes, it looks like the car gets in better condition, which is interesting. But the car that they painted is definitely not the car that was in that garage. Because it, it's a little bit jacked up, actually, if you look at it really closely like I was. Um, they might That's be in the same year. But, yeah, they probably thought, like, nobody's going to pay attention to this. But here we are. Now, don't you own an old car? I have a 1972 VW Beetle, which okay. was built... At the same during the same month as this show was released, <laughs> which is super weird, but yeah, I'm I'm practically done with that restoration, so I'm on to my next one. And um, I've never had a car that old. The oldest car I've had is um a 1953 um, MGB, and that was a really cool car. But it's um, I really want one of these. So if anybody has any leads, let me know. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going to get the voiceover right away with the Waltons, Earl Hamner Jr. classic with his, um, in my opinion, Canadian accent, <laughs> even though he grew up in um, Virginia. 
What do you think? Do you think he sounds Virginian to you? Are you talking about Earl Hamner? Yeah. Um, or Canadian? Honestly, I don't think so. Not at all, right? I Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to play it, and then we're going to um, dissect every word that he says. <laughs> Walton's Mountain by day was friendly, but by night, ghosts seemed to hide in every shadow, and the feeling of something old and mysterious flowed downward on the cold night wind. And if you were walking homeward past a house that was known to be haunted, you couldn't help but be a little apprehensive. A house. So he's Canadian. He has to be. And I'm going to bring it up every single time. I don't know that I've ever met anybody from Virginia, but generally in in Tennessee, I mean, I live near the Virginia border Mm -hmm. and I've never heard anybody sound like him. So I would say most Virginians have an accent that's similar to yours. It's like a slight Southern twang to it. Like just yeah. a little musical. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. That's all. He doesn't sound like he comes from the South at all. Doesn't even sound like he's flown over Virginia. When he says house too, house. that's just, <laughs> that, that really gets me every time. The house. House. <laughs> yeah, he, he's so... Um, like, he, he enunciates every syllable. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you have a favorite Walton at this point? Like, one particular um, kid that stands out? Um, well, as far as the kids, I would say John Boy's my favorite. Okay. But as far as everybody, I like Grandma and the Baldwin sisters as background oh, characters. Yeah, yeah, the Baldwin sisters are awesome. <laughs> you have to come up with some of that recipe. Um, Who's your favorite? You know, I'm... I'm I always turn to the one that everyone doesn't like, right? So my favorite right now is Erin. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. I just like her. I I like the fact that she's nothing like her siblings. She's kind of a complainer. It's exactly where I would be um, psychologically if I was was in this huge family. I can sympathize with her. I, I typically take her point of view in a lot of the storylines. Um, I also, but I do like Mary Ellen. I think Mary Ellen is great. Yes. Um, Jim She's Bob, funny. I don't get him. I don't understand Jim Bob, but <laughs> hey, you gotta, maybe every family has a Jim Bob, right? <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, Mary Ellen is, has an idea. She's going to hatch. She's brought a gallon jug of tadpoles and uh, they're just kind of staring at them. Elizabeth, put those things away, Mary Ellen, can we finish eating <laughs> Mary Ellen's face is so fun. <laughs> what on earth you intend doing with all them tadpoles? Start a bullfrog farm and get rich like Elwood P. Fairweather. Who's Elwood P. Fairweather? I read about him in Liberty Magazine. He made about $600 million selling bullfrog's legs to restaurants. <laughs> $600 million. That's crazy. <laughs> we got a good start. Cut nearly 100 today. And another 100 tomorrow. If you think you're going to keep 100 bullfrogs in our room, I'm moving out. I'm just keeping the tadpoles there until they turn into bullfrogs. They'll probably be hopping all over the room. Suppose I have to wake up in the middle of the night. You want me to step on one? That's like your common Mary Ellen. Like Mary Ellen is super modern, in my opinion. Like she's, her responses and her kind of like wisecracks and just the way she is, she just reminds me of a much more modern girl. Yeah, I agree with that. And if you'll notice, she's kind of always going at it with grandma and grandma's more of like that older perspective. Yeah. And Mary Ellen will say things like, oh, grandma, you're so old fashioned. Yeah. (laughs) 
which is funny. You'll never do it. Mary Ellen. Oh, swell. Where you been, son? Well, I'll tell you. I was coming home past the Pendleton place. And the moon went under a cloud for just a second and it got real dark. I love this where um, Elizabeth responds. It's really cute. And his response back. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I swear I saw a light going from room to room. I'm scared. <laughs> you think I wasn't? <laughs> so I decided to make a noise. And when I did, the light went out. Oh, it's a well-known fact that the Pendleton place is haunted. <laughs> well, it's not surprising when you consider the tragedy that house has seen. Yeah, I promised Dave Pendleton I'd keep an eye on that place. Now, what is the tragedy that happened there? Did the mother die there? That's what I was assuming. But we never learned that. Yeah, they, they don't go into detail about it. Yeah, like, was there a murder? Ooh. Maybe. Finish your supper. We'll go back later. Take a look around. He's like, I don't want to go back. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, they arrive at the house and they hear the creepy music, which really kind of adds to the scene. Just a minute, miss. Whoops. Little girl. Little girl. It's it's just really, actually, it's kind of a cheap little thing where they zoom in on her face a little bit, you know, but she goes running, of course. Um, He, um, John Sr. immediately introduces himself. This is my son. We noticed a light on in the place. You see, the owner of this place, Mr. Dave Pendleton, he asked me to keep an eye on it for him. Those crickets. (laughs) Out with it. Dead air. Dave Pendleton is my father. You're Jenny? Yes. Oh, it's Jenny. I, I haven't seen you since you were a little baby. Look, Mr. Walton, it it was mighty nice of you to come out here to check up on things, but... Well, I'm just fine. Really, I am, and you don't have to worry about me. Why? Uh, are you here alone? Yes, but I'm all... <laughs> You were alone? <laughs> that was more country than Earl Hamner. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I think that um, he should have done the, um, John Sr. should have done the narration. Yeah, that would have been funny. Right. My daddy and Eula will be here in a couple of days, and I Who's just Eula? think that I will wait right here until they come. Who's Eula? <laughs> My father's married again. Look, why don't you get your things together and come on over to our place? I wouldn't want a little girl of mine being here alone. I don't want to be any trouble. It's no trouble. Come on. It's kind of how a horror movie starts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Well, you know that um, Richard Thomas and Sean Barbara Allen just came off of a horror movie. Oh, wait. is it What movie was it? Was it the summer thing or... Um, well, according to Judy Norton, I watched her little YouTube behind the scenes on this, okay. and she said it was called "You'll Like My Mother." Oh no, I don't. I I know nothing about these people. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I I just don't know them from anything. So they're all like really new to me. 
Yeah, I mean, same to me. I just kind of looked into it. Um, I mean, but you could see the chemistry between John Boy and Jenny, and apparently they were dating in real life when oh, this was really? filmed. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Huh? That that always adds a little bit of extra mm -hmm. love to the those special scenes that will come later. <laughs> um, so. She's going to stay with them and she's talking to the girl. She's immediately kind of fallen into being a guest. We all want to be a guest in the Walton's house, right? Um, yeah. We get um, another voiceover, but this time from John Boy directly. And it's kind of funny because there's a big echo on it. And I don't know. I don't think they do this later. He's in trouble of some kind. Whoops. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> They named a tadpole after her. Big deal. And she's about the prettiest thing I've ever laid eyes on. I expect she's in trouble of some kind. And I know mom and daddy think she's run away from home. I know mama and daddy think she's ran away from home. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, I should just do the whole podcast like that. Like, hello, you are listening to the Waltons podcast. <laughs> Tomorrow, I think. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Jason. Good night, Elizabeth. Good night, Mary Ellen. And now they're about to do something that, in my opinion, is the only thing I knew about the Waltons before starting to rewatch or watch every episode. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, Aaron. Good night, Jason. Good night, Ben. Good night, Aaron. Good night, Mama. Good night, Ben. Good night, Jimbo. Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Jenny. Good night, John Boy. Mary Ellen, do you always do that? Do what? Say good night that way. Sure. That's wonderful. It is unless we have a lot of relatives staying here. It's practically morning before everybody gets said good night to. <laughs> So one of the things I want to try to get my hands on is um, Mad Magazine did a parody of the Waltons back, oh. yeah, back in the 70s, I guess. And um, they always do really good parodies. Like they did a Dr. Quinn one. They did a Little House one. I have those. So, yeah, I have to make like kind of a mental note and seek that one out. Yeah, I think that'd be funny to see. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought, I, you know, so I thought it was kind of cute the way they're kind of doing this yeah um i started watching the show and i was asking my mom what she remembered about it from when she was a kid mm -hmm. and she was like oh that you know talking about it being a terrible show oh, really? and then she yeah. was like but i remember them saying good night to each other that's about it right so yeah but then what's funny is we started watching it together and now she loves it too <laughs> <laughs> is your mom gonna listen to this podcast um probably i'll make her what's your mom's first name Angel. Angel, really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, hello, Angel. That's She'll be happy she got a shout-out. <laughs> hello, Angel. <laughs> um, Dad's name is Devil. No, um, oh no, I don't know. It just seems like it would just be perfect. Right, so I want to point out something that I started noticing. in um, That's right here, this little inconspicuous coffee pot that nobody pays attention to but me. I so you notice these little scratches on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So when they go to another person's house, I mentioned this on a previous episode that hasn't been released yet. 
but they use the same exact prop in other houses. And in, you know, when you go to, um, in the car, for instance, they're using this exact coffee pot with the same exact scratches. I haven't noticed that. Why would you? <laughs> you know, only only I would. Um, do that. that reference is I want my breakfast box or somebody's coming box. I don't think he quite knows. What do you think of Reckless? Um, I think he's really funny, but honestly, sometimes when they pull up in the car, I feel like he's just going to be there dead. I think they're all about to get hit by the car constantly. <laughs> oh, there, Chef. Come on in. You Thank notice you, the key is right by the door? What did you say? The key is right by the door. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Well, they don't lock the door. <laughs> it's the 30s. Nobody locks the door. No, no, no. Not on Walton's Mount. All right, John. So anyway, the sheriff comes by and he's like, the girl's missing. He finds out that she's with them. He's relieved. He wastes a whole cup of coffee. He takes one sip of coffee. <laughs> then they know they're poor. Well, all right, here, here's another thing that I have to ask you. So season one, you're watching, right? Mm-hmm. They don't seem that poor in season one. Right. But then season two, they really pour them up. And, yeah. you know, they're really struggling in season two. So I think that they just felt like they had to make them more poor. Yeah, I think so, too. I felt like they probably thought they weren't. Um, portraying the depression. Yeah, like in the well. even in the car, you know, they um I think it was like $35 they wanted for the car and they just didn't have the money. Yeah. Which uh and that car was such a piece of junk. <laughs> oh my god. I you mean, would know. It was a kind of a cool car. It was a convertible versus, you know, the one he got, which sedan, but still. Convertible's cooler, but needed a lot of work. Uh-huh. Well, I better get to a phone and tell him where she is. I'd appreciate it if you folks would keep an eye on her. Try our best. That's good coffee, Libby. Get back to your one deal and I can enjoy a full cup. You do that, chef. Who's this guy calling her Livy? Nobody calls her Livy. <laughs> yeah, like, I-, I didn't like that too much. No, you didn't? <laughs> no, I mean, come on, she's Mrs. Walton. Well, tell that to the art teacher. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking about during this. That's a crazy episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was shocking, actually. Um, And there's, I don't think you're up to it yet, so I'm not going to give any spoilers. But um, John Sr. kind of has a similar type of disconnect from the family coming up. When he goes to that hotel? Okay, yeah. All right, so you saw it. I I forget where it was. But I thought that that was just as shocking, that episode. Yeah, and honestly, the art. Uh, yeah, the art teacher one. I felt like John Sr. wasn't as mad as you would think he would be. Yeah, I was like waiting for him to like pull a Michael Landon, you know, Charles Ingalls <laughs> and say, you know, I'm going to go talk to him, give a piece of my mind. I'm a dirt farmer. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised. But at the same time, I really appreciated the fact that he didn't freak out. It was refreshing. Yeah, I think he trusts her. Um, what do you think of Jenny at this point with her... Getting chummy with the Waltons. Um, I mean, I think she doesn't really have that dynamic at her house. But the fact that she acts like she's never cleaned or cooked before is kind of confusing to me. I like. Yeah, did I they have like, a maid or? Well, yeah, they seem like they have money. Yeah. 
Because, you know, just, her mom's not there, so who would be doing that stuff for them? Yeah, maid, I guess. Yeah. But I just find her kind of cringy. I, I just, uh, I, I really don't like, the character really doesn't sit with me very well. Yeah, she's a little extra. Yeah, a little extra. <laughs> and if you would take me in for a while. I so she's asking if she could stay there and she'll pay. What is this little parrot? <laughs> this thing. <laughs> that was uh, John's wedding anniversary gift for Olivia. Oh, really? I no. I'm no, just what? I'm like, what is that? <laughs> but what is it? I would pay and I wouldn't be any trouble. I tell you, you're welcome to stay as long as you like. But we wouldn't think it. What is that thing? What is it? Well, oh, I was wondering. It's if- like a, a wood thing carving, maybe. If you would take me in for a while, I would pay and I wouldn't be any trouble. I tell you, you're welcome to stay as long as you like. But we wouldn't think of taking money for it. Now, that's something I wouldn't want to own. I wouldn't want to own a wooden parrot or ceramic. Maybe it's a present from Cousin Wade. I don't like the family either. That's another thing. What do you think about the other Mountain family? I'm not huge on them. I felt like that was a hard episode to get through. Oh, I I really, I wanted to bail on the whole show at that point. (laughs) I hated it. It's like, oh my God, what's going on with this episode? I didn't like the lady. I didn't like, you know, the old lady. There was so much to dislike about that episode. Yeah, for sure. There's something I better tell you, though. My daddy doesn't know where I am. Oh, I reckon he does by now. Sheriff was here earlier. Your daddy'd been talking to him. Jenny, why did you run away? Well, I didn't run away exactly. You see, my daddy was away on his honeymoon, and, uh, and I just thought I'd take a trip up to Walton's Mountain. Full of crap. You're lying. So it's all jokes aside, though. I really do. I like Jenny, though, but you don't. No, no, I think that she gets too comfortable too quickly. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. This, but this as far as her scene, dynamic with John Boy, I like that. Oh, yeah, it's sweet. I think that she's, um, I think their little romance that they had is really sweet. But, um, this is the one like particular scene where I just would kind of question it. And you know what? Liv agrees with me because there's a little moment later where she's like, what's up with this girl? <laughs> Look now, if I'm going to be a member of this family, I better start doing my share of the work. Mommy! 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 Why is Jenny working? Because I'm going to cook and clean and stay in your room and be just like one of the family. <laughs> Does that mean we'll have to share our six million dollars we get from the frog farm? I reckon six million dollars will go quite a way no matter how you share it. Okay, Jenny. I guess you'll be a Walton, too. Uh, I just didn't like it. So you see that calendar on the wall back there? Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that never changes. <laughs> it looks the same. And like I did a deep dive on it and it doesn't add up. I mean, like with the years, with the months, like the way that it's kind of dark outside, it yeah. just doesn't. Do we get, I wonder if we ever get a close-up of that calendar. Um, The closest that I got, I actually had a picture, I think, in the notes. And these transfers are terrible. It's not like Little House where we have like Blu-ray copies. <laughs> these, you know, these are abysmal. 
um, in comparison to Little House. Little House got like the full Blu-ray treatment. Um, let's see. Yeah. Now we're going to go into John's room and she's just dusting and cleaning, kind of LARPing. What's that you got on your hand? Sweet grandmama gave it to me. She said that in the olden days, the women of the house always used to wear them on the heads while they did their chores. How do I look? You're not exactly like a pioneer lady. Well, I feel like one. I feel just like a pioneer mother struggling to raise a family in the wilderness. And shouldn't you be out chopping the wood or milking the cow or something? I did already. (laughs) What's that you're writing there, anyway? Stuff. See, sometimes I think that Jenny is very wealthy... And she just thinks all of this stuff is so quaint and fun, but she'll eventually tire of it. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I get. But um, this is a little bit of a long scene, but I think it's worth it. I think this solidifies how how quickly Jenny is becoming comfortable. Did you write anything in there about me? Mm Mm-hmm. What does it say? I'm not going to tell you. The music. What do you think of me? To tell you the truth, I don't quite know what to make of you. That's not the right answer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think you're a bit much. That's what I would say. (laughs) I know a lot about you. Like what? Like what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I know that when you're sleeping, that it's like I watch you when you're sleeping. Jeez. I'm talking to your mama. She told me how you wanted to be a writer. See, she showed the, me your baby box. <laughs> one of the things that I really have to remember over and over again with the Waltons is how wholesome of a show it is in comparison to even Little House on the Prairie. Um, it, although it does deal with some serious stuff, it's really, really geared toward... It doesn't really... It almost never veers away from family-friendly. Yeah. so it's, it's mostly just, you know, the alcohol references that give it the 13-plus right. sometimes. But, you know, when... So it's easy to goof on it, and I have to like kind of catch myself because it's so easy to make fun of it. But part of what I really love about the show is how kind of I, I, I guess um, with no fear, it's completely wholesome. It doesn't at all. It's like unapologetically wholesome, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why we kind of like it too. Yeah. It's just so different in our world today because there's just not wholesome television. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't get this. Mm-mm. Yes? Have you read Look Homeward Angel by Thomas Wolfe? Well, see, we have a hard time getting books way out here, so I haven't actually read that one. What do you want to do? I would give anything in the world to belong to this family. <laughs> what? Even he's like, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I think it's funny, too, because I feel like he's almost embarrassed to say that they can't get the books out here. 
So I think he kind of senses that maybe she's rich and he's, you know, poor, of course. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, Like any guy who wants to, you know, charm a woman, he pulls out his instrument. Sounds bad. (laughs) He pulls out his musical instrument. His Appalachian dulcimer. Yeah, I have one of these. These are fun to play. Um, Really? And he is not playing correctly, but that's okay. Um, and he's playing with a feather. I think that's kind of funny and cute. Um, and yeah, I mean, these are, these are very fun to play. You can play these with like, um, a slide if you, if you're not musically inclined and you can just make like really good music with it. Mm. But here's John Boy. I don't recall him singing at all anywhere else in the show. Not at least up until season five. Yeah, I don't think so. See. For good reason. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. I plant me a red and rosy bush. I plant me a green willow tree. It's actually not bad. He's not a bad singer. I I goof on it because it's like, there's no way I would do this. (laughs) Um, Out of 10, I'd give him a solid three. Yeah. Maybe, you know what? I'd give him a solid Virginia six. How's that? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's a New York three, a Virginia six. (laughs) Well, I actually looked into like the origins of that song and I couldn't find those exact lyrics for this part of the episode. But later in the episode where he's singing it, um, IMDb says it's called The Turtle Dove. Oh, The Turtle Dove. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad shows up and you would, I don't know, I'd be pretty mad at my daughter if she ran away. Yeah. Well, before we get there, though. Um, when Judy Norton did her behind the scenes on YouTube about this episode, she mentioned the angle behind the radio, how it was weird, how it kind of panned behind it. And she also mentioned that you the mean family like was here. Oh, you mean, I know what you're talking about where they come into the shot. I'll yes. Play, I'll play it too. Um, well, those at home, you know, they, they can't see what we're seeing, but we'll, we'll try to describe it. <laughs> Yeah, because you see the tubes, which is kind of strange. That I want to tell you, the ghost, you know. Come in. Together. It was yeah, the ghost, it. the ghost took up, you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Graham, the devil is in me John. tonight. I don't... Stay, Dave Pendleton. Dave Pendleton, you owe me $100. Um, but yeah, Dave Pendleton shows up with his new wife, Eula. Daddy. You pretty mad at me? Jenny, you're too old to spank, too young to put in jail. What am I going to do with you? You could give me a kiss. Oh, Oh, Daddy, I'm sorry I worried you. That's all right. Sorry. You're forgiven. So they decide they're going to stay. They're going to open up the house. They're going to move back in for a little while. Um... You know, there might be a little subplot that maybe, just maybe, um, smoking really kills in a number of different ways. 
What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I honestly can't believe the mom smokes. Well, not the mom, but the you know the Eula. stepmom. Yeah, Eula. I yeah. like Eula. What do you think of her? I think she's super nice. I mean, her stepdaughter's already causing problems, and yeah. she's so chill about it. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's okay. She must be smoking more than cigarettes. Maybe she could. Be. <laughs> um, oh, and that radio show that they had a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Um, according to IMDb, it's called The Fire Chief. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was an actual show in the 30s. So it's kind of cool how the show, you know, they do like accurate instruments for the time and radio shows and stuff. Now, do you listen to any old-time radio? I don't. It's all right that you don't. Most people mm-hmm. don't. Um, but if you were to go to, or if other people have an interest in this, if you go to archive.org, um, which is like kind of a, just an archive of everything, you know, you can search website archives um, and you could see like what a certain website looked like in like 1999 or something like that. Or it, it archives a number of different things, newsreels, um, modern stuff, old stuff. And they have a huge collection of old time radio. So if you have a date, you can even like search and find so many radio shows from the time. I'm a big fan of old time radio, but if I go to archive.org, you just kind of get lost in the just the sheer amount of media that exists. And it's great because some of the stuff is like 90 years old, even older. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like shows like The Shadow or The Whistler or a number of old-time radio shows that were just really, really amazing. Um, and I guarantee if you were to look for that particular episode, it would be there. And it's free. You know, like archive.org is like run by um, volunteers, I think. And they accept like donations and stuff. It's one of the um, places that Walnut Grove cast supports. <laughs> it spends money on them every year. Wonder if they have any true crime. They have tons of true crime. They have, they have so much. They also have like a collection of news. Like this woman died in like not that long ago, maybe like 10 years ago. But what she left is like, like 150,000 videotapes of the news that she had been recording since like the mid seventies. So she would just record the news. So, and in some ways this is the only recorded collection of some pieces of news. And it's amazing. Yeah. Um, And it's a big undertaking because these videotapes need to be digitized. So it's all takes space and money and stuff like that. But yeah, archive.org. Check it out. It's a place where you could probably find like Walton's commercials, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, all right. So we're in the house. We're lighting candles. I don't know why they don't have electricity. Yeah. Other than just the house being old. Yeah. And kind of like abandoned, but it's nice. You know, it's like they have nice things. Um, it's possible that you have to turn, you have to have it turned on just like nowadays. Mm -hmm. You're welcome, Jenny. Why haven't you and Daddy been down here before? Well, Jenny, when you're a second wife, you live with a ghost. And they both look up at this oil painting. That's your mother, isn't it? Do you think I favor her? There's a resemblance. <laughs> you're much better looking. <laughs> that, that would be like the stepmom move. Honestly, what's crazy, though, is Jenny kind of looks like her. Yeah, they, I'm sure they intentionally did that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jenny, 
Please don't run away again. If something's bothering you, let's talk. Well, I, I didn't run away so much as I stole away. She, again, she's like bending the truth. She tried this lie before. <laughs> it's not true. Um, let's see. What should we play next? But Eula um, seems pretty nice, I think. Yeah. Um, do you know who Eula is? No, but she's so familiar looking. Oh, yeah. Um, apparently her name is, I'm assuming it's Diane Chalet. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Mm -hmm. But it says she played Mrs. Barton on Little House. You know she what? Was, That's not where I know her from, probably, but mm -hmm. she is so familiar. Um, it doesn't surprise me either. Um, and I've asked a couple other people, do you have a guess of how many people were in the crossover of Little House and the Waltons? Like how many mm -hmm. of the same actors? Maybe like 40. Is that That's your final guess? Yeah. <laughs> it's more than five times that. There are over 200. What? Yeah, there's over 200. It's crazy. Victor French. Well, you know, Victor French. Um, there's so many. It's crazy. That is crazy. And I've compiled the list and I will release it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it said this lady was also on Gunsmoke, All in the Family, Days of Our Lives, Matlock, and Cagney and Lacey. So maybe you know her from there. Yeah, maybe. Um, I could see her on All in the Family. There's something about her look. It's a very unique look. But I yeah. like her. I like her as an actress. Very nice. John Boy wants to be a writer. That's the oldest boy. Yeah. When he looks at me, I feel like he can see right into my soul. <laughs> I know the feeling. She's pretty intense, you know? I mean, it's sweet. Mm -hmm. Young love, you know? It's one of those things. But she's just, you know, she's crazy. Um, <laughs> she's so crazy that she goes to the Waltons next morning to kind of be a servant in some ways. Right? She's... I just knew it would be like this. Like what? Well, the two of you sitting here alone together sharing a moment before you started your day. It's a little hard to get a word in together when I'd heard the sins on us. <laughs> I just love this house. So I'm waiting for her to go, I want to buy this house. And I will not <laughs> take no for an answer. And you two... And Grandma and Grandpa and all those fine red-headed children. <laughs> those fine red-headed children, <laughs> whatever their names are. Now, <laughs> we get a little bit of a backstory here, which I think is cute. I don't know if this is like the – I think we knew about this before. Like we knew that they were um, school, you know, lovebirds. You know, like they knew each other their whole life. I don't know if this is the first time they mention it, though. Mm, I'm not sure. I, I just want to know everything there is to know about the Walton family. Like, for instance, how did you two meet? We didn't. We, uh, we grew up together. Childhood sweethearts? But were you in love right from the beginning? No, she was, she was too prissy. <laughs> I was not. I didn't think much of you either. Wickedest boy in town. Never went to Sunday school. Which is really funny because, of course, this trend of not going to church will continue into adulthood. Yeah. I know. So you as a Christian woman, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts about that? Um, you know, bringing to television a family that does have some religious background. But they're not overly religious. Um, 
you know, when I say overly, I mean, you know, they're not like very religious, but they are. Mm-hmm. They they do seem to be um, religious to a point. Like they're not super, super religious. What are your thoughts about that? Bringing the character to the forefront? I think it is kind of what really happens in life. A lot of the time you get a family and then there's just certain people in that family that don't always follow and want to go to church and be mm-hmm. part of that. Um, as far as the whole family and the dynamic with the church, I think they're Baptists, if I'm thinking right. And um, But there are some times in the show where I'm like, well, why would you, you, you know, like certain things like with grandma, she didn't mention a word like when they were playing with the Ouija board, which, you know, I wouldn't do as a Christian, but like, right, right. but like wearing makeup and stuff. I don't see anything wrong with that, but she's so against that. So I think they pick and choose when they want to bring it in. Yeah. I think the Ouija board is more along the lines of, it was really kind of a newer toy back then. Yeah. Um, So she might not have even, I mean, she did kind of allude to it as being evil, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't mess with Ouija boards either. Uh, I I have this healthy fear of them. actually. (laughs) That's a whole different conversation for when we review that episode, which is a really good episode, I think. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I like the fact that they've made the father um, as somebody who is very moral and very spiritual, but not necessarily very religious. Not in the yeah. conventional way. It's kind of interesting, too. I can't remember which episode it is, but John Boy was talking about how each person has their own way. Oh, it was the one where he was preaching the sermon. Mm-hmm. And he said each person has their own way of connecting with God. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that's interesting, too. Then you have Jack Tripper as the reverend, which is funny. Wait, who's that? Oh, wait. Did, yeah, you probably never. Have you ever seen Three's Company, the TV show? Oh, not really. Maybe All like right. one episode. No, that's um, John Ritter. Oh, okay. Yeah, he plays uh, Jack Tripper. <laughs> but when did you fall in love? When she stopped being prissy, around about high school. Came a time when I just couldn't keep my eyes off her. Or any other girl in town. Well, just looking them all over and make sure I picked out the best one. Huh. And all the time I thought I picked you. So they have a cute banter, a little back and forth. Mm-hmm. A little Ma and Pa-ish. Yeah. Uh, John Boy comes down. There's no popcorn. Well, there might be popcorn. (laughs) At least their bedroom isn't like with Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) So John Boy is going to go take her to go see something. She keeps reminding him over and over again. And Liv kind of opens up her mouth about this. But I wouldn't like it said that a son of mine ever broke a promise to a pretty girl. John Boy. You gonna take the young children with you? Well, I'll ask them. I'd appreciate that. So right there, that's a mother's uh, stepping in saying, you better just calm yourself, boy. Yeah, she definitely had that intuition going. Yeah, she's like, this one's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like she's going to come back pregnant if I'm not careful. Oh, my gosh. Well, she is. Like, she's, I don't mean literally, but I mean, she's really, she has her sights on John. And, mm-hmm. you know, women, he's uh, clearly enamored with her, you know, and sending them off in the middle of nowhere alone. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not until you're done with college, buddy. Um, 
they kind of hit on that in the Thanksgiving episode, too, where the mom's really worried that he's going to marry Jenny instead of going to college. Yeah. (laughs) That didn't happen, though. No, sadly. Over the years, a number of things happen where he's going to, like, leave college or he's going to do this or that. But, yeah, so far, at least in season five, he's remaining in college. Good to know. The frog pond is being dug. The tadpoles all jump out and they lose a a bunch of them. This scene, what did you think of this scene? This little reenactment of the Walton's um, ancestors. I mean, they're sweet and everything, but it's really cringy. Yeah, it's a little too (laughs) role-play-y for me. Um, It just seems to me like she's... um, like live action role playing. She's LARPing. And this is something that I, I kept expecting her to get bored with all of this and then break his heart. Yeah. That's what I was really expecting. I really didn't expect what ends up happening when I watched this. So they're on the um, plot of land where the original Waltons settled. Which is actually really, I mean, it'd be kind of cool to go to something like this where your ancestors were, I guess the house burned down at some point, right? I mean. Uh, That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Ron Walton, your supper's ready. (laughs) She's like, he's like, what is going on? (laughs) I don't get it. Can't say that anymore. Jeez. <laughs> 1973 people. Are there many of them? Not anymore, there ain't. Well, then you better get right in here to supper because I can't keep this venison steak warm much longer. Venison steak? Again, venison steak. Venison steak in the morning, venison steak at night. Now, look here, Ron Walton. I only cook what you bring into this house. If you want a bar, you better go out and shoot yourself a bar. Don't you recall I shot myself a bar yesterday? Don't you recall that bar that chased you clear across the cornfields? Oh, my goodness, I forgot. I'm going to throw out this venison steak right now. Throw it right out to the wolves, and I'm going to cook you up some bar. Cornfields? No cornfields, a mountain. And bar? Bar? I guess a boar? Is that what he's trying to say? Oh, I thought he was saying bear. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what he's saying. I thought it was a wild boar. Oh, okay. But it could be a wild bear. Oh, honestly, I don't know. (laughs) I think a bear is more common on a mountain than a boar. Maybe they're both common. Imagine you had your own mountain, like, you know, Baker Mountain. Yeah, I mean, it'd be so cool. You would always have your own land to just explore. Now, when I first started watching this, I, I just kept thinking, like, they must be rich, you know? Like, there must be something here because you guys own a mountain. Yeah. You don't own a mountain and be and be poor, right? And if they own the mountain, what about, like, where Jenny's house is? And all, is, all of these people are on Walton's mountain. Yeah, that's kind of the dynamic that... I didn't really understand either. Like, you know, Ike has this store and they have yeah. the school and all that. So they can't own the whole thing. You think it would go to your head a little bit. You're going to Walton school you know, and you are the Waltons. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Becky Lee, you're a fine old pioneer woman. And Rome Walton, you are a fine old pioneer man. <laughs> <laughs> this is real cute. Name brace. <laughs> and then the chemistry happens. This little spark. 
This is where all the kids go, ah. <laughs> and they do smoochy. And it's very sweet, I think. And I like John Boy's response. I sure didn't know that was going to happen. I'm waiting for her to go, your mama did. (laughs) (laughs) It just happened. Yeah, it just happened. So it's sweet. They, you know. Now they're going steady, I guess. It's very sweet. They are really sweet. How old do you think that they are at this point? 16, 17. Probably 17. Yeah. At least he's 17, right? I would think, yeah. Um, their cow is pregnant. Um, John Boy comes in to talk to his father. She's calf in about two weeks. Oh. Uh, did you ever see such a fine day as today? It was an uncommonly pretty day. Looked like spring's here to stay. I don't know. There's still a lot of snow up on the mountainside. Maybe it's fall spring. I don't mind. You know I love the snow. <laughs> I love how he's like so like, like, um, what would you say? He's like over the moon. Like giddy? Like, yeah. It's, it's really, it's cute. John boy. Daddy, you ever been in love? <laughs> I love this that they cut to the cow. Yeah. <laughs> like he blinks and looks at the camera. Oh. I still am. Good answer. Yeah, it that is like the best answer to have, right? <laughs> How'd you feel when it first hit you? Scared me to death. Scared you to death? What way was that? Where it still is. First face that comes to mind when I wake in the morning. Face I carry with me into sleep every night. Feeling it never stops. Needing her and of her needing me. Lordy, don't I know. You and Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> You'd like her? I do like her. You think Mama likes her? I'm sure she likes her. Because, you know, she's just wild about you all. She just thinks you and Mama are the finest people she ever met. She just said she could hug Elizabeth to pieces. Wait until she gets to know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so goofy. I mean, it's cute. It's- it is cute. I, f- I feel like he acts it really well, though. Yeah. Just like you could see him gulping and stuff, like mm-hmm. just being nervous. Yeah. Daddy, you think I'd be rushing things if I went over there tonight? No, son, I don't, I don't think you'd be rushing things. Like, what's he going to do? Ask her to marry him? Yeah, I don't get it, because you've only known this girl for like 48 hours. <laughs> so anything you do is rushing. I think. Yeah. Um, I really thought that this scene in particular was really cute. They're all around the table. John Sr. basically lets the cat out of the bag. Come on, Daddy, tell me what it is. Come on, tell us. Your brother's in love. Who's he in John love with? In John Boy? Did he tell no. you? Who is it, Daddy? Is it Jenny? John I bet it's Jenny. Shh, Jim Bob. Is it Marsha? <laughs> is it Marsha? Jim Bob <laughs> is like cracking up. It's like amazing. When someone John Boy's age is in love, it can be a very serious matter. 
So if he acts kind of strange for the next few days. Marilyn's like, I can't wait to pick on him about this. Yeah. <laughs> you bear with him, all right? Okay. Is it Jenny Day? It's yeah. a carrot I bet you Jenny. Oh, I'm looking at him, wash his hands. How's your appetite, John boy? Just fine. Pass meatloaf. Is that Grace's meatloaf? <laughs> it kind of looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Grandpa's like, calm it down, calm it down. He's like, just play it cool, play it cool. Yeah. And Grandma has no, she's just such a grump. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody swallow some giggle water? Are you in love, John Boy? <laughs> Daddy said you were. <laughs> Daddy. It's so funny. It's, it almost sounds like a laugh track when they're all laughing. <laughs> Daddy. Well, now listen, John boy. Being in love shouldn't be some kind of a deep, dark secret. I mean, I think you should celebrate. I think you should send up some Roman candles, sing a hallelujah chorus. Well, you can sing a hallelujah chorus if you want to. I'm going to eat my supper. Now pass me that meat. Oh, Esther, where's your spirit of romance? <laughs> Look who's talking. Romance. When was the last time you kissed me? Nestor's <laughs> <laughs> always like I like the fact that he's always like grabbing at her and everything I think it's really funny yeah she, she doesn't know how to react I feel like she's always like embarrassed but it's like this is the way this guy's been for 70 years like he's not yeah. changing <laughs> um, let's see Jenny's basically talking with Eula and they're like maybe we'll stay for a while um, and she's like, I really need a cigarette talking to you. <laughs> like I, I need, we have to pick up alcohol and cigarettes because your daughter's a pain in the ass. Um, so was it common for women to, um, smoke cigarettes at this time? I think it was just, it was common. I mean, you have to remember also, you know, I mean, women received the right, which is just crazy to vote in 1920. So, I mean, this is almost 15 years later. So, I mean, mm -hmm. Um, although small, um, feminist movement is definitely getting bigger and bigger. So I would imagine smoking, um, casually in the privacy of your own home was probably common th forever. Um, yeah. I don't know when the advent of cigarettes, I don't know when cigarettes themselves became popular. Um, I mean, maybe cigarettes have always been kind of around, but I don't know about for women. Yeah, well, you know, like in the Great Gatsby movie, it was supposed to be in the 20s, right? And mm -hmm. I think women smoked in it. Right, and you would see, like, women with those, like, cigarette holders. Like, it's, like, 10 inches long and stuff like that. Um, I think even in movies, you would find women smoking. I don't think it was that uncommon. Yeah. I'm just not sure. It was probably, probably more common then than now. Well, no, people, everyone still seems to smoke. It's weird. <laughs> I do not. Me so, neither. Good. Um, and oddly enough, we just reviewed the Waltons episode where Ben gets caught smoking. <laughs> 
And um, yeah, I, with Suzanne, I thought that was really a funny little subplot that they had introduced. These subplots are always there. You know, like in this one, we have the tadpoles. In that one, it was the smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always have these little other stories going on, which I, I appreciate. Uh, let's see, what's next? Um, the young lovers are basically making out. Uh, honey, I think this hole's enough to scare him if he comes back. Whoops. A raccoon basically eats up all the tadpoles. <laughs> That's what we missed. All right, so this was also a little bit creepy, but maybe also Young Lovers. It's her idea of what John Boy wants, I think, is or, or what really any man would want, to me, is, is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, when she starts describing children and the way they'll behave. Well, life is a strange wonder. Why? Just thinking that a few days ago I didn't even know you were alive, and right now you're the most important person in my enduring life. Enduring. I notice how many times he oh, says right. enduring. Yeah, he starts like doubling down on it because she <laughs> uh, she said, "Ooh, I like that." Like that. Mm. You ever heard of Fiji? Tasmania, Micronesia, they're in the Pacific. You know, we could go to such places. And I will cook and sew and clean and care for our children just the way your mama does. Barcelona. And at night when you are writing your books, we will all sit in a corner and watch your face and make no noise. <laughs> what the hell? What? <laughs> this is the weirdest thing. And make s'mores. Like, I don't... It's... Make no noise. Like, what was that? That was weird. I don't like it. Yeah, but they, they definitely, you can kind of see how they might not work out, though, yeah. because he's he wants to be a traveler and mm-hmm. do all these exciting things, and she just wants to be a wife, really. She does, but does she even know how to do those things, and does she really have an interest? Not until recently, I wouldn't think. Yeah, not until three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> Tannerif, Constantinople. Our children will call goodnight to us and to each other. We'll go to such places. And they will know that they are safe and warm and loved. In Tasmania. <laughs> Look at that sky. The stars are so close you could you could reach right out and touch them. I love you, John Boy. I love you, Jenny. That's it. They're married now. <laughs> they did it. Um... So far, though, she has been the best girlfriend I think that he's had. Look, just because I, she's sweet. Like, I mean, she's she's such a sweet girl, and I don't think I'm goofing, but it's just because like it could easily turn on him, and that's where I really thought it was going. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, compared to like Marsha Woolery, she's very much into the things. Well, they don't have like the same interests necessarily, but she cares about the things that he cares about, like his writing and the way that he feels things. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marsha's more surface level. Yeah, Marsha's um I like Marsha. But she's funny. <laughs> what about um I hopefully I'm not bringing up something you haven't seen yet, but the girl who he meets um at his school who steals his book? Yes. Some, yeah, that girl. She's crazy too oh yeah i think she's worse than jenny oh yeah i mean no <laughs> no doubt about it that's almost like the way jenna's jenny will end up yeah <laughs> just like she has the money i don't know i, I like jenny's sweet girl 
Definitely a sweet girl. Um, John Boy walks her home, and it's all just like super duper sweet. Um, let's see. Do we go right to where everything is going downhill? Yeah. See, so he drops her off, heads home, middle of the night, knocking on the door. John? Hey, what's the matter? Is Jenny here? Oh, I took her home about an hour ago. What happened, Chef? I swear I took her home. <laughs> I'm waiting for this to be a murder type thing. David is why that's not your mama. <laughs> exactly. That turn off on Route 29, a big old transfer truck going north, and they collided. Bad. Ace dead. Oh, no. His wife was a little more lucky. They got her at the hospital in Charlottesville. Does Jenny know? Well, she'd been asleep when I got there, and I tried to break it to her as easy as I could, you know. Maybe you should have, like, taken her to the Waltons, right? You don't break the news to some girl who's alone in the house. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a lot to hear for a young girl, especially. Yeah, anybody, but yeah, especially a young girl. Suddenly, she just seemed to know and ran out of the place, disappeared in the dark. So John Boy's like, I gotta go find my woman. (laughs) Jenny, 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 Jenny. And he thinks like, all right, where you probably are going to be is at the um, homestead, the old burnt out homestead. And Jenny's just in shock. We'd probably all be in shock. Terrible. terrible. She's in a full on Mary Ingalls trance. She really is. And it's really sad because she went from having to being full bloom in love to having her whole life just like torn apart. It's really just sad. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see what's next here. John Boy's like sitting beside her waiting for her to wake up. Mommy, you think she could stay like this for the rest of her life? I don't know. (laughs) All right. I don't know, but I don't really care. I don't know, but we need this room. You know, um, (laughs) she said she was going to pay to be a boarder. Who's going to pay these bills? But who says, like, I don't know. You know, you'll be positive. Say, of course not. Yeah, and I mean, he's young too, so you know this is going to be traumatic on him. And isn't this like a perfect opportunity for Liv to say we all have to pray for her and those type of things and reinforce those beliefs? Exactly. But instead she's like, you know, I was going to have popcorn with your father and now we're up (laughs) with this girl and she's like a vegetable. John boy, you better start digging the grave out back. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. I love her, Mama. I know, son. Go on. All right, so she wait. The next day, they're like, well, we better get a doctor in here. Um, and then I like the doctor. What do you think of the town doctor? I always forget his name, though. It's uh, Doc Shackelford. Doc Shackelford. Mm hmm. There's that coffee. Oh. Okay, Mom. Thank you. I, I kind of like his response. Like, is she right? No, far from her. <laughs> Physically, there's not a thing wrong with Jenny. She's all right now? Oh, no, she's far from all right. <laughs> Can I get a cup of coffee to go? <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes people just can't face the pain of grief head on. They turn away, uh, convince themselves the tragedy never really happened. That's what Jenny's doing. But uh, it's not healthy. She's got to face up to what's happened. 
How can we help her? It's been 12 hours, it seems, right? I mean... Uh, I mean, yeah, you got to take time to process things. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to just kind of veg out a little bit. As a side note, though, I feel like you could get Kelly to watch this if you just said, look at this guy's eyebrows. (laughs) Wait, which guy? Oh, yeah, his eyebrows. The Doc Shackelford? Yeah, Shackelford has some eyebrows. The best medicine in the world right here. How's that, Doc? You, Walton. It's this family. A dose of Walton's. (laughs) It's like, kind of like, you're the best medicine weird. But yeah, basically he says like, you know, just be with her and all that kind of junk. And um, they go back out to the pond. Uh, they realize that the frogs are not regular frogs. And Grandpa reveals this. I think you have one left. Right over there. There it goes. Mary Ellen, I think I know where your bullfrogs are going. Where? They're peepers. Tree frogs. Six hundred million dollars up a tree. Are tree frogs a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't you remember the uh, Doctor Quinn episode where Brian was like looking at the the way that they're I don't know what they're called like suckers on their hands or something that helps them stick to the trees. I was yeah I don't I don't remember them being in the trees. Oh okay. It's kind of creepy. Have you ever eaten frogs' legs? Um, no. So that's what these were being um, bred for. I, I did. They was it good? Tastes like chicken, you know, like most oh. things. You know, you feel bad because of the little bones and stuff. You just feel oh, like, oh no, yeah. May have lost six hundred million dollars, Mary Ellen. Listen to that music. Well, let's go. Where are you going? We're going to start over, but this time we're going to get the right kind of tadpoles. Come on. <laughs> That's the spirit. I love how Mary Ellen can just pull all the kids into her crazy ideas. Yeah, I do too. It's kind of like a Greg Brady type of movement. You know, like she she can just really corral people in some ways a lot better than even John Boy. Yeah. I like Mary Ellen. I like Mary Ellen a lot. But Erin is like, she's the one who... I just think is, I don't know, maybe that would be the one. I would act more like um, Aaron than I would anyone else. Mm-hmm. So we're all saying goodnight. We're doing the big goodnight, everyone goodnight. You know? mm-hmm. And I thought that this was a lot sweeter. If I were to describe this to somebody, it's not that sweet, I think. I think it's like, ugh, whatever. But <laughs> I think the way they pull it off, it's very sweet. Bob. Good night, Elizabeth. Good night, Aaron. Good night, Jim Bob. Good night, Mama. Good night, Aaron. Good night. Good night, Mama. Good night, Dad. Good night, Ben. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Jason. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, John Boy. He's kind of putting his hands on her, too. I just thought that was a little bit, you know. It's a little much for the 30s. Yeah, keep your hands off there, buddy. <laughs> You've known her for four days. Good night, Jason. Good night, Jenny. Good night, Jenny. Grandma comes in. Get your hands off of her. <laughs> Good night, Jenny. And she kind of snaps out of it. It's a kind of a highway to heaven type of moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And she just wakes up and she starts crying. So sad. So sad. Poor Jenny. She went from giggling and laughing. Now her whole life is all screwy. Um, amazingly, Eula lived, right? Amazing. She just has a bandage on her head. Um, so let's see. This is like, I don't know if this is weeks later or a week later. I think it's weeks later. Um, they're talking about their plans. I haven't told John Boy yet. But you've known for a week we were leaving. You're not going to try to change your mind at the last minute, are you? Eula, you're the only family I've got left. I'm grateful that you want me. So I think it's sweet. She's holding a, dul- a dulcimer. A really nice one that has a red bow on it. I think it's actually different from the one at the beginning, right? Yeah, it's a different one. It has a, um, if I had to guess, uh, it probably has a maple top. And the rest of it is, uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Mahogany, maybe. It's, Two it's things nice. about that scene, though. Um, a, Eula's bandage looks like it was done by Mary Ellen when she was trying to learn first aid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And um, two, why do they have to leave? Because Eula is going to have to work now or because, I mean, they were going to stay, right? Yeah. But, you know, like it's kind of Eula's got to heal, too. And she has nothing here. I mean, Eula's she had her husband there. Now she has nothing. That's true. She's a whole life ahead of her. They are taking the ghost of Jenny's mother with them, though. Yeah. End up in a garage sale one day. <laughs> John Boy's sitting at the um, the Walton's um, Walton's 1.0, I guess. Homestead. The outdoor fireplace. Yes. They should turn that into an outdoor pizza oven or something. Yeah, That'd that would nice. be fun. Yeah. So he's just writing his heart away. Boop, 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 boop. Jenny comes walking up. John Boy? Jenny! <laughs> John Boy, you should get your hearing checked. I, I just, you know, walked up to you. I could have killed you. <laughs> so uh, Jenny hands me a kiss. It's for you. I know this dulcimer. This is the finest one that old man Dawson ever made. Now it's yours. What made you go do such a thing? It's a going away present. I'm not going away. So it's really sinking in. It's like really sad. And she's like, no, I'm leaving. Yeah, they both are, have tears in their eyes. Yeah, and then John Boy, in the last desperate moment of his heart, is just breaking, and he's like, I know one way to fix it. And mine to see you go. Jenny, I'll come with you. No. Why not? 
then, yeah, because she really doesn't want this. <laughs> I think. Goodbye, old pioneer man. Goodbye, Becky Lee. Aww. And that's it. It's over for them. For the time being, anyway. Mm-hmm. We get a little voiceover. Jenny was to come into our lives again, but the promises we made to each other we were not to keep. Still, her name and her face are remembered in our house, and the memory of Jenny is as sad and as sweet as the cry of a night bird drifting across the new green fields of spring. Who's... So, yeah, we get another hose. It's almost like he likes to throw it in our faces over and over again. Hose. Yeah, he says it so much. Like, you can't picture him saying y'all or anything like that. <laughs> um, we don't get the good night here, which I thought was interesting. I thought what we end up getting is actually um, in some ways sweeter. Yeah. Still awake, son? Yes, Daddy. Well, I wish I could tell you it's going to hurt a little less tomorrow. Yes, sir. But I don't think it will. Yes, sir. Night, son. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's it. We've made it to the end of the episode. What a good one, though. Yeah, I thought this was a really sweet episode, and... I don't know, we get to see a different side of John Boy that we have yet to really see. Um, and we don't see another moment like this for a while. John Boy's like really all business for the most part. Yeah, until he gets about to the end of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first he was super passionate with that girl, Marsha. Mm-hmm. I like Marsha. Although Marsha is kind of prissy. Yeah. She's funny, but she's definitely surface level, I would say. No, do you remember the very first one? No, it was not the first episode. It was the circus, I believe, mm-hmm. where they're in Ike's, um, you know, mercantile. And there's one girl who shows up with blonde hair and she's drinking a soda pop saying, oh, you know, you guys aren't going. Everybody's going to be there. And she's basically pulling a Nellie um, Olsen. Yes, yes. I thought, when I first saw the show, I thought that was Ike's daughter. And then I was <laughs> thinking, like, oh, that would be really cool for Ike to have kind of like maybe a wife like Harriet and a Nellie Olson type of daughter. But no, that's not the way it was. Not well, Cora Beth is, I don't know, she's, she has a personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cora Beth, um, that was, a, you know what, when Cora Beth and Ike got married... Um, not when they got, yeah, I guess when they got married too, it was a real difficult episode for me to get through. I, it was again, like, I really just didn't like the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, uh, just like everyone else in the world, I don't like Korobeth. I don't think we were supposed to like Korobeth. Um, yeah, she's a weird character. Yeah. And I didn't know that she was actually from the Waltons family when I had seen her just, just watching the show, not really paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's um, like the cousin or something. Yeah. So then Ike is Ike becomes kin. You know, Ike is part of the family now. 
I feel like he's always wanted that though. He seems like he's just lonely a lot of the time. Yeah, Ike is awesome. Ike is a um Yeah, I Ike has that like motorcycle with the sidecar. There's so many cool things about Ike. <laughs> I really like him. Um the only time I didn't like him though was in the Shivery episode. You didn't like <laughs> why didn't you like that? <laughs> he was funny, but he was just, you know, like way overstepping. Yeah, well they kidnapped the guy. <laughs> Um, I thought that the groom was really off base. Oh, this guy is such a groom. Yeah, he was really a stick in the mud. He was too much. It's like, you're a drip. Um, a <laughs> <laughs> stick in the mud. But, um, Marissa, I want to thank you so much for getting together and doing a Walton's podcast episode. Yeah.